Beatles at the Ridge. It's a music festival. No, it's it's a fun county fair with corn on the cob on a stick, duck calling, games for kids, bluegrass music, crafts. No, no, it's a Beatles symposium with panel discussions and distinguished authors leading wonderful presentations about Beatles music, taking you on virtual tours of Liverpool, and hosting podcasts live from Walnut Ridge. No, 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 it's an art show with rare Beatles photographs, mixed-media sculptures depicting the Beatles, art posters, the showing of the film Beatles Stories by filmmaker Seth Swirsky. No, it's a chance to meet British journalist Ivor Davis, who toured with the Beatles, you know, on the 64 North American tour, a chance to get him to sign a copy of my book, The Beatles on Tour and Me. No, I guess what it really is, is the chance to see Louise Harrison's Beatles tribute band, Liverpool Legends, in person, in concert, free of charge, Saturday night. Well, I guess it's all those things. A free festival of fun for those who love the Beatles, who love music, or who just love having a good old time. And it's coming your way Friday, September 18th, from noon until 9 p.m., and then Saturday, September 19th, from 9 a.m. to around 10 p.m., or however long we keep the party going. It's going to be in Walnut Ridge, that's northern Arkansas, the place where the Beatles landed during their 1964 North American tour to sneak away for a little bit of rest and relaxation up in the Ozark Mountains. And what am I going to be doing there? Well, my role in this wonderful free festival for all ages is guiding and creating the Beatles Authors and Artists Symposium. The symposium starts on Friday at noon and lasts throughout the festival and gives everyone who attends a chance to hear some of the world's greatest, most respected writers, biographers, music critics, essayists, and artists in the Beatles world. Authors and artists who are going to take you, as I said earlier, on a virtual tour of Liverpool, who are going to take you back to that moment when the Beatles landed in Walnut Ridge and will help facilitate a panel of people who were actually there that day so that they can share their memories with you. And authors who are going to take you to a very special meeting, the meeting between Elvis and the Beatles and tell you exactly what happened. Now, how would this author know? Because this author, Ivor Davis, was actually there. More about that next week. But this week, we kick off our celebration of Beatles at the Ridge with a sneak peek. You're going to get to meet two of the most outstanding and respected Beatles music experts in the United States. And you're going to get to meet one of our distinguished artists, my very favorite guest at the Authors and Artists Symposium, a talented gentleman who's created something unique and lovely as a tribute to the Beatles and as a big surprise for you. So let's don't delay any longer. Let's meet these people, find out who they are, what they're going to be doing in Walnut Ridge September 18th and 19th to entertain you, inform you, and to help you have a weekend you're never, ever going to forget. 
Well, my first guest this evening is truly one of the highlights of Beatles at the Ridge. And when you hear the resume, oh my goodness, you guys are definitely going to want to not only get to know him, meet him, chat with him, but hear his presentation and get a copy, an autographed copy of his fantastic book. His name is Anthony Robicelli, and no doubt he is the epitome of a born musician. Keyboards, that's his main instrument, but he plays many instruments. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He's written four LPs as a songwriter, Another Fatal Blow, Grown Tired of the Con, Comfort is So Rare, and a six-movement straight-ahead jazz suite entitled Travels of a Lost Soul. And I can tell you from knowing Anthony, he's anything but a lost soul. He's one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. He has collaborated on an critically acclaimed independent film, Hitman's Handbook, and he won an award for the PBS documentary, Off the Curb. He's worked with the greats. He's collaborated with Bo Diddley. He's been on stage with Paul McCartney, the Black Eyed Peas, and Santana. And recently, he's had a group called The Remedy, which is a Black Crows cover band, whose YouTube videos have garnered, get this, 45,000 thousand views. Wish I had that. Anthony has his bachelor's degree in jazz performance and his master's degree in music education from New York University. And the book that he will be talking to you about and sharing with you at Beatles at the Ridge is called, I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, 1962-63. And that's just part of what he's working on. So let's bring him on and get to know him a little bit better. Anthony, are you there? I am here. Hey, Jude, how are you? Did I screw up any of that? No, no, that was all perfect. <laughs> when do you have time to do all that? Oh, I have no idea. I, I try to fit it all in as, as much as possible. And you're a dad and a husband on top of all that? You I am. I have a seven-year-old daughter who is an awesome drummer and a wife who is in public relations, who's very supportive of music and writing books and all the other shenanigans I get into. So it's great. I, I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> well, you, you are living the dream really and truly. That's a great life, a really great life. Well, we are headed for Beatles at the Ridge in just a few days. And I really want people to get a chance to chat with you because those are some fantastic credentials. And as you know, I'm in love with your book, but at the Ridge, um, as you know, and, and and people who are listening may not know, it's by invitation only. We only ask the very best authors and artists to participate in this festival, people that we think you will really fall in love with. It's going to be on Friday, the 18th of September, Saturday, the 19th of September. And Anthony, you'll be speaking on Saturday, the 19th. Tell everybody what you'll be talking about. What I tend to do, I've been doing it at um, a lot of different festivals through the past two years. It's called the Beatles Multitrack Meltdown. I have a show every Sunday night on Beatlesarama.com at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Central. Um, and what I basically do is I deconstruct the mixes of classic Beatles songs, solo records, live performances. And I've even stretched to the point I had a whole show dedicated to musicians that have worked with the Beatles, um, mostly solo work, whether it was David Bowie or Elton John, um, Stevie Wonder, Elvis Costello. I played multi-track meltdowns of their songs as well, and I even did a show of the Beatles against their peers. So it was like a Beatles song and then a Who song, a Beatles song and then a Stone song. Um, 
So what I basically do at the live show as well as the radio show is I, I play certain elements of the song. So whether it's just maybe I'll play a mix of the drums and the strings from I Am The Walrus or I'll just play the backing track from I Want To Tell You or maybe just the vocals from yesterday. I, I try to deconstruct the mixes so people could really hear these little parts that they might not always notice when you hear a full mix you know especially as the beatles went later in their career they were very dense a lot of times there were a, a lot of overdubs for example penny lane has five pianos three played by mccartney one played by george martin one played by john lennon so when you get all that along with horns and strings it sounds amazing but there's a lot of little pieces that you miss so what i try to do with my show on uh, the radio and also both live is to really just play little bits and pieces so you could hear what was so amazing about their production techniques. Wow, that is amazing. And are you going to tell us what songs you'll be deconstructing or is it going to be a surprise? It's it's always a surprise. I even go there surprised. I've put together so many hours of material that what I like to tend to do is at the shows, I, I sort of like to play it by ear and see what the crowd is feeling and see what I'm feeling like at the moment, whether it's playing early music or playing middle stuff or later. The shows I did this week at the Beatlefest in Chicago, I did one show that started with a lot of early material, 63, 64, 65. And by the time the 45 minutes was, was up, I was only at 68. So the next show I did, I started at 67 and I even got into the solo career a little bit. So I, I tend to like to, you know, feel out the crowd and feel what kind of mood I'm in you know, to play the songs because I could talk about any Beatles song for so long because I, I love them so much and I've done so much research that I, I just like to be a little spontaneous. Would you be able, if someone had a special request, like they said, well, could you deconstruct Strawberry Fields for us? Would you be able oh, to? Oh, definitely. You know what? At this point, my, my goal is to have some kind of deconstruction of every Beatles track. And I'm pretty close. So if in advance, if anybody had any requests, there's like a 95% chance that I have some kind of deconstructed mix of pretty much any song they would ask for. Okay, so guys, you just heard that. If there's something you really... Uh oh I'm in trouble now. <laughs> you really, really, really want to hear, go to Beatles at the Ridge on uh, Facebook and write to Anthony and tell him well ahead of time so that you don't spring it on him at the last minute. But if it's something really important to you, write to him on that Facebook page. And I'm sure that he'll be glad to help you out because it sounds like a great idea. Now, Anthony, tell them a little bit about your book series and what you're doing. I want to tell you the definitive guide to the music of the Beatles. You started off with 62, 63. Give them the scope of what you're tackling. Okay, well, the whole thing, when it's all said and done, it's going to be a seven-volume set, approximately 2,500 pages. What I'm trying to do with this book is go song by song and talk about everything from production techniques to songwriting ideas, things that where they came, where their ideas came from, from cover songs and things that they used from the beginning to the end. Something that a lot of people think the first few albums aren't as sophisticated as the later stuff. I think mainly because of the production and a lot of the early stuff is, you know, it's a four piece. Maybe they've added a piano, possibly an organ, uh, but the instrumentation is sort of straightforward. But the songwriting is anything but I mean, from day one with songs like Please Please Me, P.S. I Love You, Ask Me Why. There's some very sophisticated harmonic changes going on and melodies. And I really try to dig deep into that. And especially this first book. 
on those first two albums, they did quite a few covers. And covers were a big part of the early Beatles and what shaped them. And I think a lot of books tend to gloss over them. You know, I spend as much time talking about money as I do talking about Please Please Me because I felt like it was you know, as important to their development. And there was a lot to talk about in the production of it and the difference between the mono and stereo mixes and, you know, how the vocals came in at the end with the backing vocals that you can't hear so well. Um, So basically what I try to do is talk about every aspect of each song so that you can sit down and put a pair of headphones on and re-listen to a song and hear things that you might not have heard the first, you know, thousand times you've listened to the song because honestly in doing my research and listening a little bit differently and listening with a more critical ear because I was going to write about it I found things that I had never heard before so I'm sure everybody no matter how familiar you think you are with a particular song or a particular record I'm trying to shed some new light on that and also try to correct some inaccurate statements about which which instruments were played on a lot of records. Uh, A lot of people assume that because so much of those first two records is rocking so hard that Lennon played his Rickenbacker 325 on a lot, but he actually plays that Gibson J160E acoustic plugged into an amp. That, that actually, that guitar is the most recorded guitar on any Beatles record. So if you put their whole career together and you count how many songs the J160E is, whether it's George playing it or John, it's more than any other guitar that they owned. Wow, that is so interesting. And I'll tell our listeners, because I've read this book over and over and over and have notes in the margin, and my only regret is that it did not come out prior to Should Have Been There and Shivering Inside coming out. I could have really, really used it. So I'm now I'm dying for Anthony's next book before I release <laughs> my next book, because I really need it. But um, this is not an over-your-head book. This is not a book written for musicians everyone can read and enjoy this book. It's written for anyone. So don't be afraid and think, oh, well, I won't understand what he's talking about because that's not true. You absolutely will understand it. So I'm assuming now that the next book is going to cover, what, 64, 65? Well, the next one's just going to be 64. I'm basically dedicating each book to two albums. So the next one will be 64. It'll cover Hard Day's Night, Beatles for Sale, and all the singles. And when do you think that'll be out? I am shooting for next summer, so I'm hoping to debut it at the next Chicago Fest uh, in 2016. And if you don't get it ready by the Chicago Fest, you can always debut it at Beatles at the Ridge. I can (laughs) if I need a little extra time. That might be where it gets debuted. We would love it. We will definitely give you a premiere party that you'll never forget. Why, thank you, Jude. We will do it. Well, Anthony, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to hear your uh, multi-track meltdown and tell people again where they can hear it, a sample of it, before Beatles at the Ridge every Sunday night. They could tune in every Sunday night, uh, 8 o'clock Pacific, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific, um, on Beatlesarama.com, or they could download the app for their smartphone. And it's, uh, you know, it's an hour-long show, and... Pretty soon, I'm, I'm going on a one-year anniversary will be in the beginning of September. So over the course of the year, uh, it'll be 40 shows that I've done in a year. So I'm going to make them all available as podcasts. So if you've missed them uh, come September, you'll be able to – I'm trying to get it before the Ridge. So hopefully before the Ridge, you'll be able to download some earlier episodes and check out what's been going on for the past year. 
That is awesome. Well, you're headed to Liverpool, I believe, in just a day or so. I am. Tomorrow we're off to London and Liverpool. Looking forward to going to the Beatles Festival there, doing a book signing at Penny Lane on uh, Saturday. So that should be really cool. I'm, I'm very excited because I've been to England a bunch of times in London, but this is my first trip to Liverpool. So I know you've been there a lot, Jude. So I might be uh, texting you for some good places to check out. Oh, listen, I'll email you some tonight, as a matter of fact, but awesome. have a great time. Say hello to Julia. Say hello to the clock tower for me and, and just have a blast. I will. I will. Thanks very much. Okay. Thank you. And we'll see you at the Ridge. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Thank you. Good night, Anthony. Good night. Well, my second guest this evening is a very, very special person in my life. It is my cohort in crime and John Lennon information and debate and discussion, Kit O'Toole of the famed Kit and Caboodle on the John Lennon Show. We, If you haven't seen our program, it is every other month on the John Lennon Hour on Blog Talk Radio. We get together and we discuss topics about John and his music and sometimes the Beatles and their music. And we discuss, debate, always friendly and happy. And we haven't had any fisticuffs yet. And we really enjoy it. So join us bi-monthly for Kitten Caboodle on the John Lennon Hour. And big news, drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Dr. Kit O'Toole has just released her first book. It's been years and years in the making because she's a contributing editor for Beetle Fan Magazine, as well as a freelance writer for Blind Blinded by Sound.com and Something Else Reviews.com and many other websites. So she has taken the best of her essays on the lesser known Beatles tracks, some of the ones that you might not know so much about, and she has combined them along with a brand new essay that you've never read into a book called Songs We Were Singing, which is hot off the press, and we're going to get her to tell more about that. She's going to be at Beatles at the Ridge with Anthony Robostelli, whom you just met, and Rand Kessler, whom you're going to meet in a minute. So let's welcome her to the show. Hello, Kit. How are you? Hey, Jude. Boy, that was quite an introduction. I, I don't know if I could live up to all that. <laughs> you can live up to a lot more. You are the best. Oh, thank you, Jude. Well, well, I, I'm I'm just unbelievably excited. The book uh, has is finally out. As you said, it's been like 20 years in the making, and and I'm I'm just thrilled that it's it's finally getting out there. Well, congratulations. You deserve it. And people were buying it left and right. Every time I looked at your booth, there were people over there getting their book autographed at the Chicago Fest for Beatles fans. So tell us about the book. Give us a little bit more about it. What what are some of these lesser known tracks? Well, you know, these these are the songs that were the B-sides. They were album tracks. They were, you know, songs. some of them the Beatles never perform live. Um, there are some that I talk about that are a little controversial, like Run For Your Life. And a uh, a song that's come up quite a bit on on our Kit and Caboodles and some other shows, Mr. Moonlight. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm its number one defender. And so I talk about that. Um, and I also talk about uh, some of the solo albums. Uh, for example, uh, George Harrison's 33 and a Third, I think that's incredibly underappreciated. I even talk about one of Paul's more controversial albums, uh, Press to Play. Um, I talk about the 2009 remasters and go through the differences between the 1987 CDs and the 2009 
And as you mentioned, I have a brand new essay in there. It's not available anywhere else but the book. And it's 10 of Ringo's most underrated drumming performances on Beatles songs. And I'm, I'm not going to give them away here. You got to read the book. But I had a lot, lot of fun putting it together. So it's the kind of book that you want to read it with a pair of headphones on yep. because that's what I did when I was writing these essays and going through how they were written, how they were recorded and why they matter, why you should care about them. Um, it's really been a labor labor of love. If you're a, a casual fan, if you're a hardcore fan, I think you'll, you'll get a lot out of these songs that you thought you knew, but you may look at them a whole new way after reading my book. Now, last year when you were at the Fest, you did a live presentation, which is very similar to the Ringo chapter that you were talking about. Right. You talked about the 10 Beatles sounds that changed the world. And for those of you who missed it, she did it at the Chicago Fest for Beatles fans. And I got to see it for the first time. And oh, my goodness, it was fantastic. I mean, I had chill bumps. It was so, so very good. So now you're going to do part two at the Ridge. Tell us more about that. Well, it's something that I really enjoy doing. And when I first put it together last year, narrowing it down to just 10 Beatles sounds was virtually impossible, you know, and there were so many that I thought, gosh, that, you know, I wish I had time to talk about this. Well, that's what I'm doing this year. These are the sounds that uh, just miss the cut. Um, and these are sounds, these are anything from guitar licks to vocals um, to sound loops, so sounds that the Beatles revolutionized and they're sounds that we still hear today. And let me just say that if you're a George Harrison fan, I think you're going to like this list a lot. Ooh. I like that. I was just get ready to ask you if John was playing a large role, but now we know it's George. <laughs> Absolutely. So you also have another book coming out November 10th. Tell us very quickly about that book as well. That is uh, Michael Jackson FAQ, and that is about um, his music from the Jackson Five um, up until his passing. It's uh, it's was quite a quite an undertaking, but it's about his music. It's about his music videos. Um, it's about his live performances and his impact on culture. Very excited about it. As I said, it's coming out November tenth, so and that'll be on Amazon. I think it'll be in bookstores. Very excited. About about it. Okay, so we have a big announcement. This is the first time that we've we hinted about it on the John Lennon Hour last week, but we didn't say. So can't tell everyone what, what we're going to be doing at Beatles at the Ridge. Well, this is definitely hot off the press. Um, we are going to do a live kitten caboodle. We did one. Uh, we did one, and a, a dude's doing a happy dance right now. Um, <laughs> we did do one uh, at Beatles uh, at Beetle Fest uh, in Chicago, and uh, it went over so well. We had such a great time. We thought, well, we've got to do it again. So we are going to count down. Uh, the 10 Strangest Events of the Beatles' North American Tour. Um, the the weird and, and wacky things that happened. There were some unbelievable things that happened. And one of them just may have something to do with Walnut Ridge. And so uh, that will be, I think, 12.30 on Friday. And uh, we are so looking forward to it. We're going to take questions and just just explore this area of Beatles history. Just just so excited about it. Okay. And as if that weren't enough, 
to have a live kitten caboodle show and a premiere party for songs we were singing with sparkling grape juice and cake and the whole works. We're going to have a big bash for your brand new book. You are going to have a very special guest join you at the fest. And I think you might have a special giveaway to go with that. So tell us about that. Well, I'll tell you that this is about as exclusive limited edition, you name it as it gets. Um, Enoch Doyle Jeter. Now, many of you may remember him from last year. He uh, showcased his beautiful artwork uh, at Beatles at the Ridge. Well, he had such a great time. He wanted to come back this year, but just to enjoy it uh, as a guest. So uh, he did the cover artwork for my book, and it is beautiful. He did just a fabulous job. Well, we're both going to be there at the same time. This is a pretty rare event. So what we're doing to celebrate, first of all, he's going to join me in in, uh, my presentation. He's going to make a a brief appearance. But we are going to have a special giveaway. If you purchase my book, you will be automatically entered to win, and this will be in a drawing, a limited edition poster. This will be a poster of the book cover signed by me and by Doyle. This is this is a one of a kind item. I mean, as I said, the 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 fact that we're at the both at the same event is a pretty rare occurrence. So if you buy my book, you will be entered to win this uh, this limited edition poster of my book cover. Um, It is definitely a one of a kind item, exclusive to Walnut Ridge. So I think it it you'll you'll love it. I'm I'm very excited about it. I'm excited it. too. I may have to to buy quite a few just like I did with Jim Birkenstadt's book when I wanted to win that John Lennon step. So <laughs> I, that is great. Doyle Jeter, it couldn't be any more fun. And it's just worth your weight in gold to come see Doyle Jeter and to meet him and to visit with my buddy Kit and to get a copy of this first edition book, which is absolutely fantastic. So new book, premiere party with sparkling grape juice and cake and part two of 10 Beatles sounds that changed the world live kitten caboodle show Beatles at the Ridge, September 18th and 19th. What could be better? Right, Kit? Absolutely. And I forgot to mention, how could I forget? If you also buy my book, you will all get with it a free matching tote bag. Woohoo! Yep. And so you can tote all your stuff around the Ridge and, and proudly declare that you're a Beatles fan. So it's a just a, a nice tote with an image of the book cover on the front. It's really cool. So that comes with per, a purchase of songs we were singing. Well, if they purchase a copy of my book, I'm going to tap dance. <laughs> Now I may have to, I may have to buy some more copies of your book to see that. <laughs> I can dance. I can kitten caboodle it up. Well, Kit, thank you so very much for being on the show. I am counting the days until I see you again. Oh, you too. This is really this is going to be a very special Beatles at the Ridge. The lineup is just fantastic. It is. It really is. Well, we will see you in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, and we will have a great time. Thank you so much for being on the show. Always a pleasure, Jude. Well, as if having Dr. Kid O'Toole and Anthony Robustelli on the show were not enough, wow, my third guest is the most special artist and author and person at Beatles at the Ridge. Why? He's my husband, Rand Kessler. So I get to say he's the most special, and he is. Rand, by day, is the Louisiana State Director for Small Business Development. 
But guys, by night, he is Beatles artist extraordinaire. If you have a copy of Volume 3 in the John Lennon series, She Loves You, that portrait of John is Rand's work. And he's going to be exhibiting several other mediums in his wheelhouse at Beatles at the Ridge, September 18th and 19th. And we're going to talk about those with him right now. So welcome to the show, Rand. Thank you very much. I certainly appreciate being here. And by the way, by night, I'm usually asleep. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> he never sleeps, and that's the truth of the matter. So let's talk about the first medium that you're so very gifted in, and that is photography. And not just taking photographs of people in the Beatles world. You did actually the photograph of Sarah Schmidt for the cover of her new book, Happiness is Seeing the Beatles, the Beatles in St. Louis, and you've done several other, you did all of my author photos, but you also have created an art poster called The Doors of Liverpool. Tell us about that. I sure will. It's, uh, well, first of all, the photography is a real easy art form because you let technology do all the work. All you have to do is point and shoot and try and not mess it up. Uh, when we were in Liverpool, we'd been back and forth over a seven-year period doing interviews, and uh, we took uh, took pictures of everything that we did. And one of the things I did was I took pictures of buildings and doors and and uh, passageways and you name it. I took a photograph so we would have a complete record. Well, after a while, uh, we had been back to the States for a number of years, and, and uh, Jude suggested that I take a look at the Doors pictures that I had taken and um, I, and put them in a collection. And so it sounded like a great idea. So I got them out, and sure enough, I had taken pictures of all the prominent figures in the Beatles world and uh, decided and I picked, I think, nine. I have to go back and look at the poster. But anyway, I picked, uh, of course, John Paul, George, and Ringo, and Strawberry Fields, and uh, the Grapes, and... Um, several other photographs and assembled those into a poster called The Doors of Liverpool. So if you have not had a chance to be there, you could certainly visit The Doors of Liverpool by buying the poster. And it's a very colorful, beautiful poster. I mean, just in itself, it's beautiful for the artwork because they're all very Mimi's doors, this beautiful glassed-in front porch on hardwood door. And then there is the door of the Blue Angel, which is not quite as lovely. The, the rough door of the That's cabin. the photograph. But, the photograph is great. It's the Blue Angel that's not so good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, the Cavern Club, the rusty door of the Cavern Club. So it's a beautiful piece of artwork. Now, the medium that you, you have a lot of, of experience in photography, but the one that really you've had the most experience with over the years, the one that you selected as your medium is pen and ink. And in Louisiana, guys, Rand is really well known as one of the outstanding artists of the state of Louisiana. In fact, he was featured at the respected Norton Art Gallery in Shreveport, Louisiana, as the Carolyn Dorman Artist of the Year several years ago, and he had to create 25 original pen and ink works for that show. He also won first place at the Melrose Arts Festival in Natchitoches, Louisiana with his depiction of Beaufort Plantation. So for Beatles at the Ridge, you have a creation, a picture of the Beatles known as Shine On. Tell us about it. Well, I, I just wanted to do kind of a general sketch for a t-shirt and uh, 
actually I wasn't really thinking t-shirt at the time I was just thinking I just wanted to kind of do a sketch of the Beatles and and so I just sat down and threw one together and then as we went on through years of doing Beatles things and Beatles fests and all that we decided to take that picture out of the frame and maybe make a t-shirt out of it and throw shine on which I believe is the title of the ninth volume of the Jude Sutherland Kessler <laughs> John Lennon series uh, please go to the website and buy it <laughs> And uh, that, that, that way I can buy more pens and more ink so I can draw more pictures. <laughs> well, okay, at, in Chicago, someone came up, and I thought this was great because they didn't know that Rand drew it. They picked up the T-shirt, and they said, you know what's special about this T-shirt? And I said, what? And he said, actually, all four of the Beatles actually look like the Beatles. They said, usually there's one Beatle that generally Paul, that looks like the Beatles, and then the rest of them sort of resemble the Beatles. But in this picture, they all look like the Beatles, and they really, really do. It's it's great. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That is really the ultimate, ultimate appreciation of a piece of artwork when you're trying to draw somebody. Even if you're not doing a photographic depiction, which this isn't. This is just a sketch. It's just kind of a, you know, here's what they look like and, and you know, in their... Uh, in their glory and uh and and throw it on a t-shirt and so uh i really appreciate that comment that he made it, it really was and it's true they really do and and i'm very picky about the john lennon sketches but it actually really looks like john now one thing we didn't mention is that ram will be signing the doors of liverpool art poster if you want one of those he'll sign and date that for you at beatles at the ridge he will also um, sign your t-shirt for you and we have one other t-shirt and it really comes from another medium that he's gifted in and that's charcoal and I had no idea after all these years we've been married low these 150 years that 50 <laughs> <laughs> how old are we <laughs> no we were ageless okay and so um I but I didn't know he was good in charcoal and he had said that he was going to do um the cover for volume three in the John Lennon series this depiction of John and when he did it in charcoal I was so very shocked so tell him about the portrait and then also about the t-shirt that goes with it okay I was uh, I was a bit shocked myself as a matter of fact anyway I just I enjoyed drawing what I did was I took several photographs um, and laid them out and Jude had explained that she wanted a certain expression and a certain sensation sensitivity uh, um, she wanted uh, his eyes to depict something and she wanted his expression to be um, a certain way for that time of that time in his in his life, and so I was I was trying to capture that with those pictures. So hopefully I have, but I I really enjoyed doing it. And it was kind of a kind of a got, threw her in a tizzy because it was at the last minute. And what was the other question about? And uh, and how you turned that into the t-shirt? Oh, turn it into t-shirt. I took it to a print shop <laughs> and said print this, and then they came up with a t-shirt. <laughs> It's the cover of the book, and it's very beautiful. Um, the, the thing that I was looking for, and he's talking about it in the expression, I mean, this was the height of Beatlemania. This is John uh, sick of it all. You know, the thing that he always thought he wanted didn't turn out as usual the way he thought it would. And I wanted this expression of being, you know, trapped unhappy, still looking for the next big thing, and that's exactly what you captured. Well, thank you very much. That's very sweet. It's great. It's great. Now, the big project. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The project that you've been spending all your time on, it's taken 
a lot of going to trash bins and, <laughs> and picking things up off the side of the road. I actually do that on a weekly basis. Just <laughs> <laughs> There's good stuff in trash bins. <laughs> but you're making some mixed media sculptures depicting... John <laughs> Lennon. I'm d- depicting the Beatles. And uh, I'm eventually going to do all four. Or maybe uh, by the ridge. I'm, I'm, by the ridge, I'm going to do. I've got. I did John. I did John already, and uh, and uh, and I finished Paul, and I'm working on George right now. And um, Ringo is is uh, coming along, but so uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But mixed media means, like she said, stuff out of the trash. Um, uh, I'm an engineer, so I, I build stuff and I put stuff together, and we found bits and pieces of things, and I try to uh, try to get an idea of what uh, little bits and pieces were in their lives, and, and then throw them into the sculpture. For example, just one of the things on John's sculpture is there is a magnifying glass hanging from the side and there's a little tiny thing written on uh, part of a wooden piece of an old keyboard and I'm not going to tell you any more about it. Hmm. So, and there are many other hidden symbols of the Beatles throughout these mixed media sculptures. Now, Rand does not want to speak at the Ridge, all the other artists and authors, but to get an artist like this to come to the Ridge, I had to promise him I wouldn't force him to get up in front of the group and speak. So, he's going to be running a contest, and he's going to ask all of you to see if you can identify the hidden symbols in these sculptures. And the person, you can look at it, write it all down, and so forth. And the person who identifies the most symbols, or maybe even makes up stuff, will win a prize. Makes up stuff. Oh, and by the way, don't touch the sculpture. I have some friends in New York City that will be paying you a visit if you touch my sculpture. And that would be Anthony Robostelli. That's right, Anthony Robostelli. <laughs> he doesn't put up with that kind of stuff. You heard it, Anthony. You heard it here. So, photography with the doors of Liverpool, pen and ink, t-shirts, charcoal on the book cover of volume three of the John Lennon series. Have I said that? She loves you. And mixed media she sculptures. Does. Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> depicting the Beatles. Where... In the world, can people find you at Beatles at the Ridge? Well, they can find me at Beatles at the Ridge on Friday from noon till 8, and on Saturday all day. From 9 to 9. Uh, from 9 to 9, and uh, because I'll be wandering around and, and doing various and sundry things. But no, that, you won't. I won't? You will be in your booth in the oh, marketplace. I'll be in my booth in the marketplace. <laughs> and on Friday, he I will... I thought I was going to wander around and, oh, no. you know, drink beer, eat chips and No stuff. wandering. You'll be working. Oh, uh, man. You will be in the studio on Main Street on Friday from noon until 8 in his booth. And anything you the want The work add? just goes on and on and <laughs> on. Anything you want to add? Um, no, other than the fact that uh, I'm married to a famous Beatles author. I am married to the premier John Lennon biographer, Jude Sutherland Kessler. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, Beatles at the Ridge, September 18th and 19th. Be there or be square. You have met Anthony Robostelli. 
Kit O'Toole and Rand Kessler, just three of a shining host of authors and artists who are going to put on a two-day symposium for you. We're going to have panel discussions, um, presentations, exhibits. It is going to be one heck of a good time, and it is absolutely free of charge. Free parking, free symposium. You cannot miss this weekend. Mark it on your calendar. It's coming up in 20 nine days. Well, actually, by the time this show airs, it will be coming up in 22 days. Just around the corner, Beatles at the Ridge. We'll see you there in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas. And from Kit, Anthony, Rand, and myself, Tara, and Shine On.